Ellen Kamai, the natural nurse. And as always, we're wishing you the best. We're so happy to know that you're joining us right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. We were able to see the download numbers and we have something like 400,000 people who have downloaded and listened or listened live to our shows. And we've been offering this show right here on Progressive Radio Network since its inception, since Gary Null started this station, whenever that was. But our show, The Natural Medicine Chest, um, has also been on air um, since 1984 or 85. That's when we started, Dr. Zamperin and I started doing radio, and we have been doing it ever since. And we have another show called Herbally Yours, as well as this show, The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. Natural Alternatives is another show, and we have another one out of Connecticut. So we have lots and lots of on-air time. And I mean on-air time. We actually do the shows live. They're not only just podcasts. And then they're also shared on every single podcast venue. And we have so many lectures and also on ground events that you can join in on. In fact, yesterday we had a wonderful, um, actually it was on Sunday, we had a wonderful gathering. Way a lot of people showed up, more than we had room for, but we were able to do it. And that was at Gilberti's Organic Herb Farm, where we spent the day, Dr. Z and I, out in the field with the 30 individuals who showed up, gathering, identifying, and collecting wild, edible, and medicinal plants. And then we all went into the barn and all the participants actually make their own medicine, including salves, an herbal salve made with beeswax and the plants that we found out on the property at Gilberti's Organic Herb Farm, and also an extract, actually a liquid tincture that you could use during cold and flu season with, that has things like cherry bark in it, which we found a cherry tree and stripped the bark off to make the cherry bark cough medicine. So this is how medicine was made by all of your relatives in past times and not so long ago, maybe 100 or 200 years ago. That's only a few generations. No matter where you're from, your people knew about natural medicine. And we have lots and lots of more seminars and webinars and on-ground events coming up. Just go to naturalnurse.com and there you can find a lot of things such as electromagnetic field meters and shields. You can find all the books that Dr. Zamperone and I have written, which are many, many books on arthritis and weight loss and women's wellness and sexual health, all kinds of books under naturalnurse.com. You can find our services, such as, would you like to pursue a career path in natural health? How would you do that? There's actually lots of ways. And we also have Natural Nurse Academy course catalog in which we have a myriad of classes, very inexpensive, that you can take in any topic of natural medicine of your choice. 
And then we have live virtual classes, such as right now, we have the Healing Kitchen docu-series, which is available. If you go to naturalnurse.com classes, you can find that series about food, how food can be thy medicine, and that's free. And then tonight, we have over 700 of you, many of you probably who are listening. Thank you so much for joining us. Signed up for tonight's live webinar, which is called Herbs for Eye Health and Electromagnetic Field Deflection, which is a big problem. If you're spending a lot of time in front of computer screens like I do, that's a real challenge to your eye health. And how can we use natural remedies to deflect all that. And that class is 100% free if you join in live tonight. And that's Tuesday, September 19th, and that's 8 p.m. Just go to naturalnurse.com classes. You can click on the lecture Herbs for Eye Health and Electromagnetic Field Deflection. And that is still open for registration, even though we have, you know, getting close to 800 registrants at this point but you're welcome to join us for that. Then coming up shortly on October 1st, we have our Chinatown Herb Walk in New York City, where we gather in New York City and go on a walk through Chinatown, learning all about Chinese medicine. It's like taking a trip to another country. However, that one is sold out. Thank you everyone who has signed up but you can still find out about it and getting on a waiting list if someone cancels or think about it for next season. Then we have two really great online classes. One is on in October called Ear Infections, Natural Support. What if you or very often children or anyone you know gets an ear infection? What do you do? Conventional knowledge is actually telling pediatricians, do not give antibiotics. And that's right. They say, do not. First, you watch and wait and evaluate. Well, rather than just watch and wait, which I think is not the best recommendations, it's much, much better if we do some interventions that are totally natural using certain ears and uh, mullein flower eardrops and heat packs and eustachian tube massages and lots and lots of antimicrobial herbs. So that's what we'll go into in detail in our class, ear infections, natural support. And by the way, all these classes have CE units available if you are a health professional and need CE units, such as a nurse, a nurse practitioner, a massage therapist, actual acupuncturist, RD, which is a registered dietitian or nutritionist. These classes have CEU credits for you if you need them, but you can take the class for your own information, whether you need CEU credits or not. Then a very important class is coming up called FDA FTC regulations for natural products. While we teach you how to make your own homemade natural products, a lot of people go, wow, that was really fun. It was really easy and it really works. I'm gonna share this with my friends and family. And they give away the natural products that they made and they work great. And they go, you know what? I'm gonna make more and I'm gonna put them on Etsy or I'm gonna start selling them online. Guess what? Don't do that 
until you take a class with me or someone else about the FDA, FTC regulations for herbal products because it is intense. And then people call me from Etsy all the time and I even warn them at times and they go, oh my God, I got a letter from the FDA and they're coming to my house, they're taking my computer, they're taking my products and I get this huge giant fine. I mean, $50,000 is the first offense and it goes up to 3 million real quick. If you have two ads out, like one on Etsy and then you have something about it, on your personal website or on Instagram and on Facebook and you said the wrong thing and you're manufacturing illegally, of course, you didn't know that. But guess what? If you go through a red light and you get stopped and you go, oh, really? I didn't know you're supposed to stop. Does that get you off? Uh, no. So ignorance of the law does not help. So if you know anyone or you who are considering selling natural products, I suggest you take the class, stay informed, FDA, FTC regulations for herbal products. And that's coming up as an online course and also offers CE units. Then we have in the spring, just looking forward, our Echo Tours for Cures. And you can look up that website, Echo Tours for Cures, on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at naturalnurse.com, because that's where we also take groups to live with indigenous bush doctor healings, healers on the north coast in the maroon country of Jamaica. And I think this is about our, I don't know, 25th year taking people there. We did get interrupted for uh, the pandemic for a couple of years, but we go every year. And this year, this course now has not just CEU credits, but actual three college credits through Bastyr University. So very exciting stuff. Um, get in touch, send us questions, what you'd like to hear right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. And we'd love to hear from you. Naturalnurse.com is the best place to find out about all of that. And today, we are so happy to bring on board our guest, Dr. Jessica Haymeyer. Dr. Haymeyer got her Master's of Science in Human Nutrition and Functional Medicine and also is a chiropractor as well as being IFM certified and a licensed dietitian nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. She is also the founder of Well Empowered, and that's the best place to find her, Well Empowered, all one word, dot com. She has an Instagram with that name as well. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Jessica. Alan, it is such a pleasure to be with you and your community here. I just loved sitting here and listening to all the really tremendous offerings you have created and provide to the world. It's so inspiring. Well, thank you. We've been doing this a long time. You know, like this Chinatown trip, I think it's our 40th. Wow. <laughs> we're taking people there. Yeah. <laughs> We've been do I've been doing natural medicine since 1964. That's with a six. So it really gets more and more exciting. But at times it gets more and more disappointing because of the suppression, even though mm. the science is there showing mm. it is the best best path. It should be standard of practice, I think, throughout medicine at this point, because the evidence is so strong as well. 
I, I'm in complete agreement. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's go back in time and talk about your path, Dr. Jessica Haymeyer, and what first got you interested in natural or even in healthcare. Yeah. So for me, Ellen, it started, you know, as it does for, I think, a lot of us with my own personal struggles and strife in the world of health. And the first, the first kind of what I would call uh, episode or, or period of struggle was growing up in my teens and through my mid twenties and really riding the weight loss roller coaster, being fully immersed in the diet culture and um, feeling both disempowered and with outcomes that had me feel great about myself or physically, right? And so for me, that was my first step into getting really curious about the science and wisdom behind natural medicine and getting curious about how I might use it for myself in my journey and then ultimately led me to go to graduate school so that I could tool up and be able to guide others um, you know, kind of the second episode of me really confronting what natural medicine has to offer was immediately after I graduated from, you know, four years of chiropractic school, four rounds of boards, all that stuff. Um, and, and a period of adrenal fatigue that really was healed through using natural medicine, not only giving me um, a heightened level of tools beyond the, the, uh, the classroom, but also a real new level of compassion for what people deal with and deal with in the face of a mainstream medical institution that does not acknowledge their, their suffering and their challenges and and you know, wants to put people in that category on antidepressants or tell them it's on their head or, you know, whatever the case may be, because it's that's you know, really not. big. I want to interrupt yeah. you there, Dr. Yeah. Jessica. Because I think that happens to, unfortunately, so many people that they don't feel well. Conventional medical tests don't pick up anything. And in the 10 minutes, and that's a long visit that you have with your conventional doctor, they go, well, you're not getting better. I don't see anything wrong. So they put them on antidepressants. Right. Absolutely. That's very common and it's criminal. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's so... Um... You know, I think about the people who land at your door, or land at my door, who have had that experience over and over again. And first of all, I just applaud them for being determined to find a solution, really for their conviction that I'm not crazy. There is something going on with me. And maybe these people can't find a solution, even though I've gone to you know, 10 different specialists, but there is a solution out there. And so, you know, for anyone who's out there listening, who, 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 you know, can, this sounds familiar to, you know, I, I think Ellen and I alike would both encourage you to stay, you know, continue being your advocate, your own advocate and find the right person to care for you and support you in your healing journey because they are out there. And not so easy to find. And, yeah. and now, someone like yourself, that's one good thing that I think happened because of the pandemic is that, you know, you are tooled up so that you can visit with people virtually wherever they are. They don't have to be physically by you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think about, um, you know, prior to the pandemic, I did a little bit of virtual work. I, I did more in person. And then as everyone went virtual over the pandemic, it really just became clear to me that the way I work ends up being way more productive for everyone when we do it virtually. Now, I love being with people in person. So it's a little bit of, you know, I, I do miss that. But, you know, for the work together, the one-on-one work together, at least, uh, we get to meet with the level of frequency that makes sense for the individual rather than based on schedule constraints and traffic and all the different things that go to a lie into a, figuring out a good time to meet live. Um, and it really does, you know, I, I, I've developed a, a fairly comprehensive library of, I call them fulfillment exercises, but we might just call them homework. And so when I work with people, it's a little bit like guiding them through their own customized course on their own health, right? And with all the learnings involved, scientific learning, as well as insights that help people make changes that sometimes can be, you know, some changes are more challenging for some people to make than others, whether it's realizing that their body is reacting to a certain food and, you know, uh, going through the morning process of breaking up with that food, whatever the case may be, right? But not just giving people information, but supporting them in their change process. So I know you have a focus on, I'll say, healthy weight maintenance, because I don't really like the word weight loss, even though I wrote a book that the name of it is weight loss, because that's what the, you know, publishers called it. But in terms of healthy weight maintenance, is that your most focus or do you do all kinds of health challenges? I would say that 80% of the people who I work with One of their top commitments is similar to you, Ellen. I do not like the words weight loss. So I like to say sustained and empowered weight mastery, but I understand the world knows what weight loss means. So I I totally get why your editor was like, no, this must be called weight, you know, weight loss must be in here. Right. Right. Um, So, but yes, so 80% of the people who I work with at least has a, have a very, you know, as a top one or two commitment is mastering their weight and feeling and everything that means feeling great about themselves and their relationship with food and producing the outcomes that really just let them thrive in their relationship with themselves and others and in life and life because to me that's really what it's about It, it really has so much less to do with the scale and so much more to do with people fully living their lives and voting for their vitality right um so so that is definitely present as a, for the majority of the people who I work with, but rarely is it just that, right? It's weight loss and it's digestive distress and hormonal dysfunction and, uh, you know, or maybe it's, it's skin challenges, whether it's acne or psoriasis or, you know, so, so yes, weight is definitely a, the number one thing that I work with people regularly on, but it's almost always paired with something else. And what do you mean by, I think it's a really nice statement that you had about, you don't have to be the all or nothing approach, but mastering the middle ground. 
Yeah. And so the all or nothing approach, that's the, the diet culture we've inherited, right? It's all in or all out the 30 day whole 30 followed by day 31 being a, you know, a, a large pizza and a bottle of wine sort of thing. So, so really that all or nothing approach is overindulgence or deprivation. Those are the two options that people have in their hands when they're in the all or nothing approach. So my invitation is to, you know, turn your hands over and let go of those, release those options and step into a whole new way of relating to your health and food and movement and sleep. And that's really defined by stepping into a journey that I call your middle ground or mastering your middle ground. And this journey is itself authored because you know what your middle ground is. I do not. Now, I can give you guidance on where to give your attention and focus so that you are progressing in the right direction. In other words, what's the low-hanging fruit? Where are we going to get spiral benefits? You know, a woman a few weeks ago uh, said, you know, I'm thinking about giving up dairy. And she doesn't eat a lot of dairy, and most of it is sheep and goat-based, and, and she doesn't have any of the traditional signs and symptoms that I would associate with a real problem with any dairy. And I told her, I'm like, nah, that's not, that's not the point of leverage we want to, we, you know, it's fine if you want to try it, but I think there are other places for us to give attention to that will forward your healing process, right? So that, you know, finding for the person in front of us, what's the next best step or, or I like the monkey bars. So I like to think about it like, okay, what's the next rung on the Wait, wait, bar? you mean, what? you mean you want to, you like to climb the monkey bar? I, I like to climb the monkey bar still. So does and, my grandson, but he's okay, 12. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, I've got little people in my life who I like to climb it with. Um, but, you know, I think about it like, okay, we we're, cl- we're crossing the monkey bars. And, you know, the other thing that I'd say about the, the monkey bar analogy is if you're going to cross the monkey bars, you need to know that at some point, you will fall off the monkey bars, right? And there's nothing wrong with it. it. That's actually like baked into the design of crossing the monkey bars. If you're going to play that game called crossing the monkey bars, you're going to fall off. And so what is the best thing you can do if you're committed to crossing them is get right back on, you know, get right back on and learn what had you fall. So that's a, a good start. So you're saying somebody may come in because they, they feel motivated about weight loss, you know, mm-hmm. calling it weight maintenance. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you do an evaluation of them, it's not going to be just measure them with a tape measure and then you put them on a strict diet because it's more like, why is this happening? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are for almost really, I, I think I could probably remove the word almost, but for everyone, there are, uh, well, most people, there are unique physiological reasons. And then of course, there are uh, emotional reasons. There are social reasons. There are logistical reasons, right? So there are a lot of different things for us to sort through and also to meet peace with, right? I do think one of the things that's important in this area of life that especially women um, just have a lot of stuff around, right? We're, we're given this, uh, this paradigm that doesn't serve us. Um, there is this process of making closure with our past that allows for a whole new future to be authored and lived. 
But yes, so what, there are that way, talking, wait, wait, what you're talking yeah. about there, those have to do really with pretty deep psychological patterns. You know, like I'm thinking about my husband who's Italian, right? Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. the thought came to him when he was a young man that he did not even know, he, he felt he was overweight and he had challenges about meeting girls. Let me tell you, he's a very handsome 75-year-old guy now. But back when he was a kid, um, you know, he came to, to the realization that he was what would be called chubby. But mm -hmm. he didn't even know that eating all that pasta and Italian bread, which was the diet in the house, was why everybody in the family was quite chunky until he read in Prevention magazine, those of us who are old enough to remember that little, it was like a little kind of book. Mm -hmm. It came to him, oh my God, what I eat and the exercise I do has to do with this? Like he was shocked. Right. And right. then he got so much pushback when he decided he's not going to eat all that pasta and bread and told his mother he's not mm -hmm. going to. And it was a big family right. fight. So there's so much involved. There's so much, right? People confuse food with love. People confuse, confuse food with acceptance. And, you know, people, the people who love us most oftentimes have the biggest challenge, you know, find it most challenging when we change. And, you know, that's just, it's not right, wrong, good, bad. It's just true. And so knowing that, when people are really clear that this is the, an area of their life, they're no longer willing to tolerate, you know, how it's been. They're not willing to tolerate the challenge or the struggle or, you know, maybe there's fear around the numbers they're seeing on the labs and, and what that means about their health and longevity. It, it will take re-educating people. But, you know, the good news is, is people do get re-educated. People do. And it just, it takes time and repetition over and over and over again. And for the people who are closest to us, you know, when we're a no the first time, they might think of it as an odd one-off situation. And so the second time they're going to offer again, and you're going to, and there, and then it's like, okay, I got to strengthen that muscle. I got to be a no again the second time. And it, it, you know, the more you do it after about five or six times, they'll, they'll get it. You know, it really won't be that long. It won't be that hard, but it, it well, I shouldn't say it won't be that hard. It will be how it's going to be, but repetition will allow for retraining people. People will come to know you in a different manner. That's true. So it, it has a lot to do with really looking at yourself. And the concept of the middle ground is where I think you're talking about not these massive changes that are so threatening and you can't stand it and you can't be get back to normal. No, it's going to be your new normal. Yes, so that makes exactly. it just part of your life, not something yeah. you're doing. Yes, that and also learning, you know, like there's this saying that that's strong like bamboo. It's like know when you bend, when it's right to bend, appropriate to bend so that you don't break, but also be strong so that you can, you know, build your future, right? And so how that might be lived is, you know, maybe on a, a typical Tuesday afternoon for lunch, you are making a choice that really beautifully, we might even use the word perfectly, although I don't really like that word, aligns with your intention for your health. So maybe that lunch on a, a Tuesday is, is that, right? But then maybe it's Saturday night and it's your anniversary and you'd like to enjoy 
you know, two glasses of wine and split a dessert. Well, okay. You could probably do that and be okay. Assuming you don't have problems, you know, it's like finding your sweet spot bend. It's making choices. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And I want to take a little break here, Dr. Jessica. We're going to take a little break here and we're going to listen to the natural medicine chest. I'd like our listeners to be reminded that you are listening to the natural nurse and Dr. Z right here on progressive radio network. You can find us at naturalnurse.com and our guest today is Dr. Jessica Haymeyer, and she is a wonderful person to talk to about your health and wellness, and you can find her at wellempowered.com, and we'll have a live link in the archive to today's show after, you know, we're done today because we are on actually live right now. So thank you so much for listening, and we will be right back with more right here on Progressive Radio Network. On this edition of the Natural Medicine Chest, we'll explore the medicinal properties of the plants of the ephedra genera, focusing on the traditional Chinese ephedra, also known as mahuang. Many species of the plant ephedra are used today in medicine throughout the world. The most medicinal of these are ephedra sinica, or Chinese mahuang, and ephedra nevadensis, also known as Mormon tea. Most of the research on ephedra has been performed on mahuang, whose stems and branches have been used as a traditional Chinese medicine for over 5,000 years in the treatment of asthma, hay fever, bronchitis, as well as the common cold. Ephedra species are erect evergreen shrubs which grow in segmented bamboo-like joints reminiscent of straw ending in thin wisps. They typically are desert plants preferring arid conditions on dry rocky and sandy slopes. The Chinese ephedra, mahuang, has earned an impressive reputation as a source of the alkaloid chemical called ephedrine. In the West, scientists became interested in the medicinal usage of mahuang after they isolated ephedrine and pseudoephedrine in 19. 23. Today, synthetic derivatives have become widely used in prescription and over-the-counter medications. In 1993, over 40 million prescriptions in the U.S. contained these alkaloids. Ephedra and its relatives are considered to act pharmacologically as sympathomimetic compounds. This means that they stimulate the sympathetic part of our central nervous system, responsible for the release of adrenaline, which leads to the fight-or-flight response. Ephedra also affects the cardiovascular system by increasing the blood pressure and causes a relaxation and dilation of the bronchial smooth muscles in asthmatics. Ephedra can shrink the swelling of the delicate mucous membranes which line the respiratory system, thus drying up watery discharges, unstuffing clogged nasal and sinus passages which accompany colds, sinus conditions, and allergies. In both animal and human studies, mahuang has been shown to accelerate weight loss. It has been shown not only to suppress appetite, but to increase the metabolic activity of the adipose or fat tissue. Therefore, ephedra's weight-reducing effects are most significant in individuals who have a low metabolic rate or a sluggish thyroid gland. Mahuang is a powerful herb which, when abused, can cause some unwanted side effects. Ephedra should not be taken by those with high blood pressure, nervousness or anxiety, insomnia, cardiac conditions, or pregnancy. Studies indicate that when used in conjunction with other Chinese herbs in a traditional formula, 
Ma Huang does not have any of these effects and has remarkable beneficial effects on human health. We recommend consulting a healthcare practitioner knowledgeable in the use of botanical medicine before using Ma Huang so you can be further educated about its totality of effects. And before using herbal preparations with Ma Huang, check to see if you are sensitive to its effects by starting with the minimal dose and working up to a therapeutic dose. Logically, since ephedra is a stimulant itself, it should be used prudently with other stimulants, beverages, or drugs with stimulant effects. Again, consult with your natural healthcare practitioner. So, listeners, remember Ma Huang, the traditional Chinese ephedra, and make sure to include it in your natural medicine chest. And welcome back again, once again, back to Progressive Radio Network, PRN.LIVE. You can find streaming all day, 24 hours a day, all of the shows that are here, as well as on the archives, as well as on every podcast venue, like well, I don't even know all of them, but I know there's a lot of them. And you can find The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z, as well as Progressive Radio Network's other broadcasts. So thank you so much for joining us today. We're here with our guest, Jessica Haigmeyer. You can find her at wellempowered.com. And she is a chiropractor, as well as an IFM certified practitioner, a certified nutrition specialist, as well as the founder of Well Empowered. And thank you so much for being our guest today, Dr. Jessica. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you for having me be with you and your community here. Now, what do you mean by a force field of weight loss? Yeah, by what I mean by the force field is the force field is what I call the inherited paradigm of weight. And you could kind of think of the force field a bit like we might think of wind. So just like if we stepped outside on a windy day and we looked up and we saw the tree swaying and the grass blowing and, and all the different things we might see when we look outside on a windy day, in the midst of all of that and total confidence that it's a windy day, we wouldn't be able to point at the wind itself, right? We wouldn't be able to point at the wind itself, but we could point at the effect of the wind. And we could, if we, we knew you know, how to appropriately assess the wind, so to speak. We could speak to different distinctions of the wind. We could speak to the speed or the direction of the wind, things like that. And so it is with the force field. We can't exactly point to the force field, but we can point to different distinctions of the force field. And two of the main distinctions of the force field are the myths and the conversations we inherit. So uh, an example of an inherited myth is that there is one right way to be healthy, right? There's one right way to eat and to sleep and to exercise and to lose weight, maybe even to supplement. There's just one right way and then every other way is wrong, right? That is definitely a myth of the force field. And you can hear this in conversation with others because people can get pretty religious about the way they do things, right? It's their, their way of exercising is the way to exercise or their 
the way they're fueling their body, while it might very well work great for them, they think it works great for everyone under the sun. And, um, you know, that would be one, one example of, of how you might see that lived. And then in the world of conversations, there are different conversations we've inherited in this area. And, you know, two that I'll highlight, because I think they're two that a lot of people can relate to, is, is conversations that collapse morality with this area of life. In other words, um, how would we know they're doing this? Well, the language of morality is good, bad, should, shouldn't, cheat. All of that is the language of morality, right? So the second someone says, oh, that's a good food or a bad food, or I shouldn't eat that, or I cheated, or I, I was so good over the weekend. That's all the language of morality. And the truth is there's no morality in food or exercise or sleep. They just produce certain outcomes. So how you're fueling your body consistently produces an outcome you like or don't like. And that's just how it is, but there's no morality in it. And, you know, hanging on to this morality creates a lot of shame that really interferes with people's ability to evolve in this area of their life. Now, another very common conversation people have in the force field is something like, um, oh, I, I, uh, I had, um, you know, I, I had the pizza for dinner, so I might as well have the Sunday as well. Right. And so oh, like you blew it, of, you blew it for right. the day. Exactly. Exactly. You blew it. I, I already blew it. So just just throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of a, approach. Right. Um, so that approach, people, you know, a lot of people can say, oh, yeah, I can see that. I yeah, I had two cookies. So I had 10. Right. Sort of a thing. So, you know, when people get to see these conversations, first of all, they really get clear that they're not the only ones who are having that, right? They're, they are inherited and they're all over the place and, and you didn't make them up. And also if you keep having these conversations, they will interfere with your ability to progress. So simply being able to see them gives people the ability to loosen their grip on them and choose new conversations to have, right? have a conversation instead of, is this good or bad? Or maybe it's, um, you know, what, what choice in this moment best supports me today or in this moment. Right. And, and similarly with like, okay, maybe someone had the pizza for dinner and they could have a different conversation with themselves called, okay, what's the best choice I can make right now at this moment? You right, know, instead and, of and, instead of bring, bringing that baggage along with them. Yes. Now, when exactly. you have a consultation, do you ask people to show you any kind of blood work, or is there a way for you to request it? So I don't, not within the consultation, but I, absolutely, I order that. So I come, I I do order a lot of different labs on people, and if I I work with people all throughout the country, and you know. When they're in the state of Illinois, we have one way of ordering labs because that's where my license lives. And if they're out of the state of Illinois, we have other ways. But always we're getting labs because data informs our path ahead. Well, it let's informs. talk about some of the more yeah. interesting ones that might not be something that your conventional, you know, GK yeah. did. Sure. Well, I would imagine a lot of your listeners are well-versed on inflammation, right? So we're always going to be looking at inflammation 
simply because not only is it going to help us understand if there's an inflammatory based metabolic barrier, in other words, is inflammation making it really difficult to lose weight because inflammation will do that. But it also tells us what about possible risks for the future. So, you know, we're going to look at things like HSCRP and homocysteine, homocysteine being not just a marker of inflammation, but also helping us understand your B12 and folate, which I do measure separately. And, um, and, and that gives us some actionable information to care for your genes the way they need to be cared for, not the way your partner or friend's genes need to be cared for. Well, let's discuss the difference between yeah. a CRP. Now, even just yeah. getting a CRP, I think, is an excellent idea. Not yeah. that every general practitioner will even order it. Right. But what's the difference between a CRP and what mm-hmm. is that with an HSCRP? Yeah, so the HS, high sensitivity C-reactive protein. So it's it's simply put a, a slightly more precise measurement of inflammation than a, a standard CRP. CRP is still good, but the HSCRP, high sensitivity, that really says it all. It's going to be a little bit more sensitive, a little more accurate in its reading and a little more indicative of, um, you know, chronic inflammation. So uh, if someone comes to me and they had a CRP completed last week and it says, you know, less than one, they can't even read it so low. In that case, I'm not going to feel like we need to do an HSCRP, right? Um, that That's going to be sufficient evidence that inflammation is not a piece of their health puzzle, um, but invariably, there's there's more information to gather, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, it, that's appropriate for the person. Right. That's so true. And I think that testing, I know, for instance, Medicare does not cover vitamin D testing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous because it's, it's such an inexpensive thing to supplement. It's so good to know where you are and it's so easy to raise if you need to. I just don't understand why it isn't part of conventional medicine. Right. And we think about, okay, the age group who we're dealing with with Medicare, they're at the highest risk of a fracture. And we're not going to test something that could give us access to an intervention that could prevent that from happening. And not only the, the suffering associated with it, but of course the costs and increased mortality rate and, and just all of the things that go with that. So I, I agree. It's, it, it, it makes oh, the logic behind what's covered and not, it makes me scratch my head over and over again. <laughs> well, you really have to wonder in conventional medicine and you're so well-trained in, in various systems of medicine in particular holistic and natural, which really I think shouldn't be considered alternative. It should be mainstream exactly mm-hmm. what you're doing because you're looking at things that really you know, make people healthier overall and also make people happier overall. And you're looking at things that could be pretty simple, such as needing, uh, let's say, a gentle laxative. Because, you know, they think going to the bathroom once a week, they tell their doctor they go to the bathroom once a week and they're told that's enough. Right, right. Oh my gosh, doesn't that just make you cringe, Ellen? When I when it you does. talk to someone like that, yeah, yeah. I, I I I say that it's one of my favorite things. It really is one of my favorite things to take someone who has been, you know, going to the bathroom once or twice a week for decades and turn them into, you know, 
kind of six or seven days a week having a healthy bowel movement, ideally seven. There are a few people that that seven is just a real stretch, but you know, it's, it really, I, I joke that I'm going to write a book called the life changing magic of pooping, you know, Marie Sounds Kondo. Sounds like a good name. Her, good name right. for the book there. <laughs> Marie Kondo had her book, the life changing magic of tidying up. I'm, I'm going to write a different book. So yeah. <laughs> right now, why is that so important? Well, you know, it's important for for many besides just feeling good when our digestive tract does what it's intended to do. Physio, you know, beyond that, there's a great saying you may have heard, Ellen, call, that's we're not just what we eat, we're what we don't excrete. And what that is pointing to is that our bowel movements are one of the ways we get rid of toxins. And while most of us, when we hear the word toxins, we think of pollution or cleaning products or you know things we might encounter in food, stuff like that. That's all. That's we, all actually very important. What you yes, just said. Yes. I mean, people yes. don't think about the cleaning products that are in their home might actually cause toxicity that'll make their body pack fat around those pieces of toxins in terms of even weight loss. So it is really important. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, all of those things, yes, all those things are toxins, but we also process our hormones, the ones we produce in our body, as well as if anyone's taking any kind of hormonal therapy, whether it's, um, you know, they're in menopause and they're taking hormone replacement or they're on birth control pills, whatever it might be, or they're just, they're not on any hormones. All those hormones go through our detox pathways as well. And so when we're not getting those toxins out of our body, and you know, those detox pathways, the very design of them is to take toxins, which are lipophilic, meaning they get stored in fat out of the gate. That is what toxins do. And our body is designed to turn them into things that are hydrophilic. In other words, they get stored in water and excreted in our urine and our bowel movements and our sweat and our breath, right? And so if we turn them into these water soluble things, but they can't get away out of our body. In other words, we're not having bowel movements, you know, okay, yes, we're going to, we're urinating, but we're not having bowel movements. We're actually going to reabsorb those toxins. And so our total toxic burden is going to be increased when we're not having regular bowel movements. So true. Well, we're going to take another break right here and you'll find out about a lot of the wonderful shows they have right here on Progressive Radio Network. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Dr. Jessica Haymeyer. You can find her at wellempowered.com. And, you know, I'm looking at your website, beautifully laid out, and uh, you have a person there who worked with you. And she found out that she got rid of her itchy skin through working with you and and working on your program. So we're going to talk about that because people may not consider that as part of a weight maintenance journey, but yet it's all connected. So we will be right back with more right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. Will you be digitized? The Great Reset wants to digitize you. They want to track and record all of our data, personal, transactional, medical data as it is happening while we are doing it. Real time. Track and record, track and record, real time. 
Those great reset guys, they are way, way out there. How do we stop them from going way, 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 way out there with us? You have to be with humanity and you have to be informed. So you have to be with progressive radio voices. And that means you are at prn.live. Listening to PRN.Live. Home to the hour of lateral thinking. Sideways thinking. It's not necessarily logical. I'm Janet Coleman. I'm David Dozer. The Displaced Playwright. Join us Mondays at 6 p.m. with our frequent guests. David Finkel. Rebecca Miles. Mark Kehoe. Maybe even a giraffe. Bob Ald is our musical perpetrator. The hour of lateral thinking. Here on PRN.Live. Mondays at 6 p.m. Make that two giraffes. to Women Rising Radio on the Progressive Radio Network 24-7. You'll hear voices of women and girls on the cutting edge of leadership covering the most critical issues around the world. Sundays at noon and podcast on womenrisingradio.podbean.com. Our latest program, The United States controls some 800 military bases in at least 80 countries. Resistance to the U.S. military presence is growing as people around the world want to know why the U.S. is arming and training their country's military forces. And there's growing concern in the United States about the toxic pollution and sexual violence at our military bases, both home and abroad. Women Rising Radio spoke with women exposing the disastrous effects of the U.S. military presence worldwide. The Progressive Radio Network. Honoring difference, not sameness. With Progressive Radio Voices. Respecting uniqueness, not demanding conformity at prn.live and thank you welcome back to more right here on the natural nurse and dr z we'd love to hear from you go to naturalnurse.com and you can text us through there or email us through there and of course we're on facebook the natural nurse and instagram the natural nurse and all that kind of stuff we have so many classes and workshops we actually have a free class tonight that you can join in by going to naturalnurse.com classes and just register and you'll get the um, zoom link which is completely free it's about eye health and electromagnetic field deflection some people are more sensitive to than others and today our guest is dr jessica haymeyer and we're discussing things like weight loss which is something that she's a specialist in and providing people a path to get to that and also i'm looking at her website and great information she has there at wellempowered.com also instagram.com wellempowered so thank you so much for joining us today dr jessica Thank you so much, Ellen. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Now, I noticed that you have on your blog um, someone who came to you, this is a beautiful young lady, and she mm-hmm. had a really bad problem with 
itchy skin, insane itchy skin that I'm sure that the regular dermatologist gave her all kinds of prednisone and who knows what, but you decided to address the root cause. You put your, you absolutely guessed it right there, Ellen. So that lovely lady, she developed really severe, you know, itchy skin, atopic dermatitis after having her daughter had never struggled with it before. And it was, it got to the point where she went to see a few dermatologists and each one of them prescribed topical steroids and and she just really got you know this is there's got to be another solution right this is there's something that is causing this that i i need to understand because my and we identified she was reacting to and she also was having a bit of a histamine sensitivity she had a bit of a histamine sensitivity which i won't get into completely but fundamentally speaking the way we helped her body heal was by helping her body process the histamines better and reducing the number of histamines that she was bringing into her body through her diet so there are certain foods that might be quite nutrient dense but just happen to be higher histamine as well things like spinach or tomatoes um, that we pulled out of her diet for a bit and we embarked on a healing process her body started to heal her skin started to heal and then over time we were able to find her body's uh you know tolerance i think about histamine like a water level in a bath so we were able to figure out for her what amount you know she doesn't need to completely eliminate all these foods forever we figured out for her where her body felt her best, right? What amount of frequency or total amount in one sitting of some of these different foods she could bring back in and, and still feel great and have her skin, you know, glowing and lovely. Right. And it's great when people with things like that, I've seen so many people like we talk about in our arthritis book, um, go on healing journeys and they have something like psoriatic arthritis or psoriasis. And it's an amazing barometer that when they're really staying on their um, program, it, it disappears. First, it gets less scaly and then it gets lighter and then it completely disappears. It's amazing. And then they'll know, okay, I'm going to go to this wedding this weekend and I'm just no rules, everything. And sure enough, by Monday, it doesn't come back raging like they might have had it years ago, but it'll, it'll be a little patches there. So they find it's actually a barometer for them. Mm-hmm. Their body's communicating well. So it's amazing how much you can do just by looking at what's going on with you, getting certain more in-depth laboratory readings so that someone like Dr. Jessica could help you regulate what's going on with your body so that you feel really well. And you have various offerings there such as classes and webinars. What are those about? Yeah, so the classes that I offer, so in particular, I offer classes on weight mastery right now. Over time, I do intend to expand those offerings, but right now I do offer classes on weight mastery. And then at my website, I have lots of free resources, lots of different uh, webinars that people can find that are housed on my website and access for free uh, to start to do a little bit of self-guided learning on this area of their life. 
Well, that's wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today, right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a real front runner in this area of life that is so important to so many of us. And I want to thank you listeners for joining us today and for the many, many years that Dr. Zamperone and I have been bringing you information both on this show, The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z, and another one you can look up on your podcast button there on your phone is called Herbally Yours. And then we have one on WPKN, which is out of Connecticut. So we're really busy with that. And the best place to find everything is at naturalnurse.com. You can look at courses. You can look at electromagnetic field deflecting devices, which I know I use a lot of because I am really sensitive to electromagnetic fields. And you can also contact us directly with topics you'd like to hear about right here on The Natural Nurse and Dr. Z. So until next time, this is Ellen Kamai, The Natural Nurse, hoping that you stay healthy.